Eddie Lampkin will be back for TCU basketball tonight, and can that push the Frogs uh, to a victory over Kansas State? We'll talk about that next, as well as uh, the final domino fell in the 2023 recruiting class for TCU, at least from a high school standpoint. All that coming up on Lockdown Horn Frogs. You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It is Locked On Horn Frogs TCU Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Simcox. You can find me on Twitter at Simcox Stephen. Uh, would love for you to subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't. We are dangerously close to uh, 500. Um, subscribers on YouTube. So that's exciting. Also, uh, you can find this podcast wherever you get your audio version of it, uh, wherever you like to listen to podcasts, you can find it. This is Lockdown Horn Frogs, uh, TCU basketball. They take on Kansas State tonight at 8 o'clock on the road in Bramwich Coliseum. Big game for the Frogs coming off that loss against Oklahoma State. Um, fought back in that one, but could not find a way to hold on to that lead late in that basketball game. So Mike Miles is still out, and obviously that's you know that's the biggest piece of this. You're going to miss his scoring in the half court, his ability to create not only for himself but for others by taking the pressure off others uh, with just the attention and kind of the gravitational pull he has when he has the basketball in his hands. But some good news on the injury front. As Eddie Lampkin is back from this high ankle sprain, he announced on Twitter he's going to be back tonight playing against K-State. Not sure exactly how many minutes you know he'll be out there. He played in the second half of that Kansas game where he got hurt and then um, missed the, the matchup with Mississippi State. Um, played a little bit against West Virginia at home last week, but then was completely out of the game against Oklahoma State on Saturday. So a couple of reasons why that's significant. One, uh, when TCU beat K-State at home a few weeks ago, uh, they ended up winning that game by 14, by score 82-68, but it was really, I mean, they were in control of that game from the jump. But Eddie had the best game of his career from a scoring standpoint. He had 17 points um, on 6 of 7 shooting, also 6 rebounds and an assist. Uh, K-State's interior defense was not good that day, and TCU was able to take advantage of it. So, you know, he can come in there and give you some scoring, which is significant. But I think bigger than that, honestly, it's another body you can throw at Keontae Johnson, who is uh, K-State's main scorer. He's a forward, big man inside, 18 points a game, also seven rebounds a game. TCU got killed on the glass uh, by Oklahoma State Saturday. Caleb Boone, their big man in the middle, he did whatever he wanted um, against the Frogs. So just having Eddie back on the floor – is big in the fact that he helps your defense out. He helps your rebounding, hopefully. Need better minutes from Xavier Cork tonight. Uh, he had a tough game against Oklahoma State. Um, Salome Dubai is probably going to be called on for some minutes tonight as well. But having Eddie back is, is a big deal. And I think also he just brings a lot of energy, right? Like I said this uh, on Monday, one thing that I can't really figure out about this team, especially for a veteran group like they are, is the fact that they just don't they don't have a consistent energy level from from game to game. It really fluctuates. Came out flat against Oklahoma State. I think part of that was the travel issues. They got in late Friday night because of the the ice storm. You know, Saturday had to push shoot around back. So some extenuating circumstances. Certainly, the bottom line was they find themselves down by 16 early in that contest. 
because they didn't come out and, and play well at the beginning. And so on the road tonight against a K-State team that is having a really good season but is struggling lately in Big 12 play, they've actually lost three straight Big 12 games, um, fell to Iowa State 80-76 to on the road, uh, and then lost to Kansas 90-78 to last week, lost to Texas over the weekend. 69 to 66 at home sandwiched in between that they did have a victory over Florida in the big 12 SEC challenge, but in conference play, the cats have kind of hit a wall here with Jerome Tang in year one, but they're a really good scoring team. I mentioned Keontae Johnson. He's the dude that can get it done um, really on all three levels of the offense, but he is, you know, a, a force inside with the ball in his hands, posting people up. And then uh, Marquise Newell is having an outstanding season, averaging 16 points a game, small guard, but, you know, can score a lot of different ways, really good shooter. So some dangerous players um, tonight that TCU's facing. Doesn't look great on paper, especially with Mike Miles out, but if they could find a way to steal this game, that would be huge because um, the schedule for TCU is going to get much tougher down the stretch. You know, a couple weeks ago we thought maybe this could be a team that could compete for a Big 12 title. That's kind of slipping away on them unless they can – find a way to right the ship and start stacking up some victories that loss against Oklahoma State certainly did not help that cause. Uh, but then once you get past this game, and hopefully Mike Miles is back soon, but you play Baylor at home on Saturday, Iowa State uh, on the road, and then oh, you get Oklahoma State at home, but then you get Kansas, Texas, Oklahoma, and Texas again, or Oklahoma and Texas Tech again. So a really tough way to close the schedule for the Frogs. You need to start stacking up some wins as much as you can. Right now, Joe Lenardi in Bracketology has them as the last four seed. He has them as a four seed. They're the last team on the four seed line. And, you know, if you start falling out of that group, this is certainly like we saw last year. They were a nine seed. They beat Seton Hall. They took Arizona right to the wire. But you want to keep that that level as high as you can because you don't want you don't want to have to face a one seed or a two seed in round two. You know, can you get through can you get through that first weekend and hopefully have an opportunity to make it to the Sweet 16 before you start playing the big guns, even though obviously everybody's good in the NCAA tournament. Um, I think that's kind of the goal now. I don't know if it's really like you're obviously still shooting for a Big 12 title. That seems like it, it might be tough to do with the injuries you've had. But can you stay in that top four, top five seed range, give yourself some favorable matchups, in round one and round two, and then hopefully build some momentum into that second weekend of March. I think that's what TCU is looking at moving forward. A big game tonight against K-State, 8 o'clock tip on the road at Bramwich Coliseum. When we come back, uh, TCU missed out on another recruit. I feel like I've been saying that a lot lately. We'll break it down next. Before we do that, though, I do want to mention one of our new sponsors is FanDuel. And, I mean, if you've been around sports, you know the name FanDuel because they are everywhere. They're the official um, betting partner of the National Football League. There's so many sports going on right now on a daily basis, right, like college basketball, the NBA, um, NFL, Super Bowls this week, a lot of prop bets, Eagles, Chiefs. Should be a fun matchup. I was getting lunch earlier and I saw um, that they had that that Eagles – 
Patriots Super Bowl on NFL Network, which is a great one, even though it's always hard for me to see the Eagles win because I'm a Cowboys fan. But anyway, the playoffs are here, the Super Bowl's here, um, and FanDuel has a great opportunity for you to get involved in the sports wagering world. You can join today and get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. Um, and it's all on an app that's safe, secure, and best of all, super easy to use. So football fans don't miss out. Again, that first $5 bet gets you up to $150 in free bets, win or lose. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the National Football League. Okay, so segment two here on Locked On Horn Frogs as we continue here on this TCU podcast. Um, TCU missed out on Jaden Rashada, cornerback out of uh, Pittsburgh, California, late last week, or I guess early last week, on National Signing Day. And I said yesterday the, the kind of one domino that was still out there was Warren Robinson, um, safety from Red Oak. And he'd been committed to TCU since the end of October, but there were rumors that he was kind of, you know, exploring some options, maybe looking at Texas and – Unfortunately for the Frogs, those rumors were uh, confirmed to be true today as he ended up signing with the Longhorns. He actually he had a TCU like Letterman jacket on, and um, he took that off and revealed that he had a Texas shirt underneath. So, you know, having some fun on signing day. Um, ultimately, like it, it's a it's a miss. Like it's a tough flip. He was a four star recruit, a big time player, a guy they're excited about um, at that position they got a lot of those guys. I mean, they have a number of dudes who can step in and play safety hopefully soon. Um, Redon Fontenet from, from Brazosport from Freeport, he's a four-star player. Jamal Johnson from Arlington Seguin. Uh, they have a number of DBs. Javion Wilcox from Lake Belton, which is a, a new high school in the Belton Temple area. So they have some good players at that spot. But – you know, obviously, you're, they're in the business of acquiring as much talent as possible. Um, and so this is a loss. This is another four-star player that you're missing out on. But overall, I think there's a couple different ways to look at it, at this and, and kind of how they closed out this class for 2023. Um, on 247, their composite rank is number 20 in the country, which is solid. Overall rank, according to 247, is 23rd. But, you know, if you factor in some different recruiting services, they're, they're a top 20 recruiting class, which is big. Got some good transfers coming in. When you look at the Big 12, Texas and Oklahoma, um, they are significantly doing better than everyone else at recruiting. Texas has a really salty class. Four five-stars, 14 four-stars, seven three-star commits um, and signees. Oklahoma has three four three five-stars, excuse me, 14 four-stars, nine three-stars. And so – um, those schools are doing really well. They're headed to the SEC. They're recruiting at a high level. Obviously, Texas has recruited at a high level for a long time. Hasn't panned out. I think this class is a little bit different um, on two fronts. One, they're giving some significant NIL money to these O-linemen, and they're trying to build things in the trenches, which is, I think, the right way to do it. And then also Arch Manning, who is the top player in the country, he's headed to UT, and because of that commitment, they were able to get a lot of players to come with him or join him and so that's, you know, the headliner of this class, even though Quinn Ewers is, is there currently as a starter. But if you look at the new look of Big 12, TCU is doing really well, at least in this 2023 cycle compared to others. They have eight four-star players. 
Um, Texas Tech is is the next highest of the new Big 12 members with five. They finished third in the Big 12 itself. They're recruiting at a higher level than Tech and Kansas State and Baylor and Iowa State and Oklahoma State and the teams that they will be playing um, in the coming years. Obviously, Texas and OU, you still have a couple seasons of them in the Big 12, which we talked about the other day. But I think what this speaks to, and, and we'll, we'll have to see how this plays out, there is an opportunity once the, the two kind of name brands leave for TCU to capitalize on the fact that they're in a great location in the Metroplex. It's a place where you can win. It's a place where you can play for Big 12 titles. It's a place where you can play for college football playoff appearances. All of those things. So that's one part of it. you got to consistently win because, you know, the 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 um, that's the hard part. It's, everybody can sort of have a one-year great run. I saw Baylor a couple years ago have a great run. When the Sugar Bowl, they have a mediocre season, momentum starts to fall off, right? Oklahoma State, same thing. We're in the Big 12 championship game. Actually, you know, got a New Year's Six win against Notre Dame in their bowl game, had a big comeback. And then the next year they struggle, had some injuries. They have a lot of transfers. They struggle in high school recruiting, have some coaching staff turnover, and now things don't look as great. And so the, the first part of it is you got to keep winning games. But then also you have to keep committing to having a young, exciting staff that's going to connect with these kids on a, you know, on a bunch of different levels. Have um, a staff that is looking at ways to innovate and be at the cutting edge of NIL and everything that goes into recruiting in 2023. So the way it ended was disappointing. And it's, it's fine to be disappointed with that. It's fair to be disappointed with missing out on guys like Jaden Rashai and Warren Robertson and others, you know, in the portal who they couldn't close on. I think this is trending in the right direction, though, and you have to feel pretty good about where Sonny Dykes and company are going moving forward. Now, one thing we haven't talked a ton about is Brian Carrington moving on to Arizona State I think is a big deal. He was doing a really good job at promoting this program at, you know, um, finding ways to get guys committed. Uh, obviously, like he's he's a dude that's bounced around a lot of different places. So, who knows how long they could have kept him, even if they held off Arizona State. But it it was a big loss in that regard. However, I still think TCU is is going the right direction when it comes to recruiting. We'll take one more quick break when we come back. We'll wrap things up. This is Locked On Horn Frogs, part of the Locked On Network. It's your team every day. All right, final thing. So TCU K State tonight at eight o'clock. Also. Um, tomorrow we'll talk about some TCU baseball because Frogs will be kicking off their season a week from Friday. Uh, we'll give you some names to know on the pitching staff, some of the names you need to know in that lineup. Really excited for this TCU baseball team. They go a lot of different ways, but they're actually picked to finish first in the Big 12 Conference, even with all the roster turnover they have, which I think speaks to how much people respect this program with Kirk Sarluth in year two. All that coming up tomorrow. Thank you for uh, tuning in. Thank you for commenting on YouTube. Um, and I appreciate you guys listening or watching whenever you do. Locked on Horn Frogs again.